live from wherever you happen to be, it's the SNL Hall of Fame Podcast. And now, here's your host, curator of the hall, Jamie Dew. Spring is in the air. Can you feel it? Can you feel the springness in the air? The sun is shining. We're well into March, which means we're close to April, which means we're close to the end of April, which means we're close to voting opening for the SNL Hall of Fame. My name is Jamie Dew, and I am your host and curator. Thanks for joining me this week. If this is your first time out, I'll get into what we do here in just a moment. But if you have uh, found your way back to the show, well, congratulations and thank you so very much for supporting us. Uh, Tell your friends, write a review, you know, do all that good stuff. Or shoot me an email, jamie at snlhof.com. Would love to hear from you if you've got any questions or concerns about the show or you'd like to be a guest in the future. Uh, If your email is flagged to be read on the show, like if you want it read on the show, I'll read it on the show, and we'll go from there. So thanks a lot for joining me and uh, my guest today. My guest is Nicole Rovine. Uh, Been trying to get her on the show for a while. Finally, through all the snafus uh, and whatnot that we faced, Here we are, and we're going to have a great time discussing Miley Cyrus as a host in the SNL Hall of Fame. Pardon me, as a musical guest in the SNL Hall of Fame. Miley Cyrus is really confusing because her first time appearing on the show, she appeared as a host. And yet here she is being inducted, or nominated rather, uh, in the musical guest category. Now, if, as I mentioned earlier, if you're new around here, this might all seem like a bunch of jibber-jabber that I'm giving you, but I assure you it's not. Every week I meet with a guest and they bring me either a cast member, a host, a musical guest, or a writer to build a case for uh, as to why they should be in the SNL Hall of Fame. By doing so, that adds that person's name to the ballot and they will be eligible to be elected in the SNL Hall of Fame. So when voting opens on April 25th, you will look at the complete slate of nominees and you will have a select number of votes to choose those nominees. And if your nominee gets over 66.6% of the vote in the in the balloting, then they will be enshrined in the SNL Hall of Fame. And this week, we're talking Miley Cyrus. So the stakes are high here for Ms. Cyrus. Uh, Nicole does a fantastic job, you know, building her up and, and making a case for her. And that should be no surprise. Nicole is a stalwart over at uh, at the SNL Network, hosting, uh, co-hosting several shows and hosting her own Thursday Night Pop Culture show. Uh, definitely check that out on the SNL network from here though. I guess we should just get right into the interview. This is Nicole Rovine and myself talking about Miley Cyrus on the SNL hall of fame. Take it away.
have been introduced to her as Hannah Montana. Or maybe you jumped on board in the early fall of 2009 when Party in the USA broke. Or maybe it was when our nominee in the musical guest category appeared on SNL for her first time in the spring of 2011 as the host. Say what? Yes, Miley Cyrus came in like a wrecking ball and quickly became a friend of the show. But if you aren't familiar with her journey on Saturday Night Live, our guest today has the skinny for you. Today, I'm joined by Nicole Rovine to add Destiny Hope Cyrus to the ballot on the SNL Hall of Fame. How's it going, Nicole? It's going great. I am so excited to be here to talk about the one and only Miley Cyrus, Destiny Hope. I, I can't wait. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, it's a. Uh, this is a. It's it's a good day, and it's been a long time coming. If only people knew how long we've been trying to get this together, and <laughs> and actually did it, and then you know it was half baked, and but here we are, and this is this is the real deal now, and you know I think we have a lot of fun uh, stuff to talk about. I think this this is a really dynamic performer, you know. Um, overall. 100%. Whether she is being a musical guest or a host, she she really does deliver the goods. And uh, I'm really excited to hear why you think it is that she should be in the SNL Hall of Fame. Yes, she really can do it all. And I think that with SNL, we're talking Hall of Fame for a show that has gone on for as long as this one has and had ha- has had so much impact on culture and has Im- impacted all these different things with, with culture. It's it's hard to make the cut. And I think that Miley Cyrus, in terms of my generation, there there are there's pretty much no one else that I think could top her in terms of who you're gonna fight for. I think that of anyone of this this current generation, um, she's kind of young millennial and, and definitely speaks to a lot of Gen Z as well. I'm, I'm kind of a cusper. So I really grew up with Miley Cyrus more than any other celebrity. I would say Selena Gomez and Demi Lovato were probably second and third in terms of who I grew up with when I was little and then have continued to watch them be famous and have these very successful dynamic careers. There's no one other than more than Miley who has had that impact on most people my age for such a long time. And her SNL track record is part of that. It's a big part of that. Yeah. I I was just looking at my notes and the one thing that jumps out at me that really supports what you're saying about speaking to your generation and, you know, and Gen Z as well is you know, she's born in 92 and she has attained the most U.S. Billboard 200 top five albums in the 21st century by a female artist with a total of 13 entries. So, I mean, she was eight when the 21st century began. So in, you know, in that time that basically most people are figuring out where to put the sun in their pictures, she's been on this track of you know creating hit after hit after hit yes uh it's it's bonkers to me it's it's bonkers bonkers. and another fun fact for for me is she miley cyrus or i should say 
Hannah Montana slash Miley Cyrus, because that was the era, was my first concert that I ever oh, wow. went to. Yes, it's my first concert. It was in, uh, I want to say it was in Hartford, Connecticut with my mom and my mom's best friend and my mom's best friend's daughter. And the four of us went. It was a super rainy day and I just have such a visceral memory of it. I think I was eight years old and it's just, I remember driving in the rain. We got our t-shirts and it was, Miley was my hero and she has been my hero for for so long since I was eight years old. And I mean, I think I was eight. Uh, but she's she has been... A staple in, in my life, and and yeah, her 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 record shows she has been a chart topper for so long, and has been able to evolve from child star to very much an adult, and and she has been able to maintain this top of the charts thing that she she's had for for this whole time under so many different types of categories speaking to people of so many different ages and it's been the same people and it's been all of us as we've grown and changed right alongside her she has maintained this very loyal base of people and she's also grown a lot of fans it's like every passing year with miley i feel like people who are older than her gain respect for her it's every every year she's more and more regarded as a cultural musical icon by people who who were alive when the Beatles were really the the thing and for, for for people who have seen people that we now regard universally as such iconic musicians for now every year I feel like more and more of those people who who I have so much respect for who know music so well more and more people are are on board that Miley really is is a huge she is shaping the music industry and, and has had a massive undeniable impact on it. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that far out? Like to, it, it, it just seems so strange to me um, because it seems like of a recency, there's a recency bias that I'm experiencing, you know, and she just seems too current and too, uh, too relevant to be that, highly regarded, you know, from a historical standpoint. And yet, yeah, people are, you know, really, really sort of saying um, that she is, she defined a lot of the tropes and, and ideas in mainstream popular music, you know? So. Yeah. And in yeah. the context of SNL, my my main argument, I've been thinking about this so much. There's so much to say about Miley Cyrus and SNL. And my main argument is pretty much when you look at the last 10 years of Miley Cyrus on SNL, and this is just in terms of host and musical guest cameos, the argument becomes even more true. But there haven't been more than like two years that have gone by where she hasn't had an made an appearance in a host or musical guest category. Um, I'll have to just double check that. But I am, it's, you know, she was 2011, 2013, 2015, 2017, 2018, 2020, 2021. So even barely, hardly ever did two years go by that, that Miley didn't have her name on, on that posted as host, musical guest, or double duty. So she has been, she so she has been on SNL so much throughout a long period of time. 10 years in the context of SNL is not so long, but we think of these people that that have been on, you know, make 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 hosting appearances pretty much every year for a few years. And when you think about that in retrospect, 10 years 
is a long time. Even even though we're thinking about this in in the present day and we can't see far out, we're, we're thinking about someone who's very current and present, it's still, you can already put her in a category of people that were making their appearances years and years ago, decades ago. Yeah, and that's where I, that's where I, I, I struggle with it temporally. Like, um, yeah. it, it just seems, you know, to be, to be saying Miley Cyrus in the same sentence that we would have been saying, uh, you know, Steve Martin in the seventies, it just seems strange. And yet you've, you've got to do that. You know, she's yes. been on the show like eight or nine times in the last yeah. 10 years. Yes. And who knows what the future holds. And she's grown so much on the show. I think the, the something about Miley Cyrus that is her magic is she has operated on, with so many different elements of in popular culture. And she has been at, she has, we have seen so many eras of her and she has, she was the wild child who seemed out of control and impulsive and crazy. And that was kind of part of the appeal. Or she was in this really serious meditative yoga, sober hippie vegan, or she was saying F all of that. And, and we've seen so many different sides of her and she's let her, she's had all of this individual freedom to, to, to tap into these different sides of herself over the years. And some have seemed more, again, impulsive than other times. But the thing about Miley that is evidenced by her SNL track record is she occupies all of those spaces. And yet she is such a professional in the entertainment industry, such a pro. So every account that I have seen about Miley Cyrus has been extremely positive. Um, a little TikTok nugget for anybody. Um, I followed someone who was um, a, a page in 2013, 2014 on TikTok. Eric Goldie is, is his name. And he had this phase a few months ago. Now he his content is a little bit more, has a bit more range. But there was a time when he got so many questions about SNL and he was answering all of them. And that was his whole account pretty much. And he people were asking about all these different hosts. Did you hang out with Lady Gaga? Did you see Justin Timberlake in the hallways? And he, so he talked about so many different people. And he said, as a very clear cut, like unequivocal statement that the best interaction he had with a guest host, musical guest cameo was Miley Cyrus. And you could go f find that on TikTok if you're on TikTok. But he said she was so generous, took the time to talk with everyone on set, not just the cast members and Lauren, but the crew, the pages, everyone in the building. She took time to really talk to everyone and, and expressed her gratitude for all of the work that they, he was referring to one instance where, where she made an appearance and and really took the time to thank everyone. She wanted so badly to give every everyone gifts and or just to give everyone money, you know, a tip, and and that wasn't allowed. So she gave everyone a signed copy of her her latest album, and so I think that says it all. To be someone who can, it's this this sort of duality of being able to be this rock star, wild, unpredictable, incredible very shape-shifting celebrity who's also extremely consistent in the way that she is a professional in the industry and treats everyone from Lorne to the pages and everyone in between with the same utmost respect and, and gratitude and professionalism. And she's been trusted to, and we're going to get into this, she's been trusted to do so many different types of things and have so many different types of roles on the show. I mean, there, there's no one else 
of this generation and maybe ever like we're gonna keep talking about Miley Cyrus and and it's gonna be clear when we're talking about her in the years and decades to come when we when we analyze her as as a pop culture figure that who who else has occupied this this consistency with professionalism and the wild child rock star maintaining your celebrity status something I've noticed in 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 Hollywood is it's very hard to stay relevant and keep on shape-shifting and keep on having people be invested in what your next move is. And the people that can do that really well, it, it comes at a cost. It comes at a cost to your mental health or to some, something's got to give at a certain point. And Miley is clearly so mentally just she 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 takes care of herself she she prioritizes and i've heard so many interviews about this she is the first to admit it's not like she's just effortlessly poised and put together she puts in that effort and it shows so she she puts in the effort to invest in herself so she can spread it to other people and really treat everyone like a like just a valued part of the process in entertainment and that's unreal to me that's like there's there's no one else quite like that Wow, I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I know that was a lot, but yeah. I'm just as you can't tell. I, I'm I'm so I just think she's like the she's she's the epitome of uh, a celebrity to me. She's there's no better way to occupy the space of being a celebrity than the way that Miley Cyrus do, has done it for so long. Handles the responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. to me the answer is easy if you take it logically i'd like to help you in your struggle to be free there must be 50 ways to leave your lover she said it's really not my habit to intrude furthermore i hope my meaning won't get lost or misconstrued but i'll repeat myself at the risk of being crude, there must be 50 ways to leave your lover. 50 ways to leave your lover. You just slip out the back track. You make a new plan, stand. No need to be coy, right on. You just get yourself free. You hop on the bus, cuts. There's no need to discuss much. Just drop off your key, leave. Leave your lover. There are 
50 ways to leave your lover You just slip out the back jack You make a new plan, stand There's no need to be coy, boy oh, You do get yourself free You hop on the bus, guys No need to discuss much You drop off your keely Boy, you get yourself free Come on, boy, you slip out the back jack You make a new plan, stand There's no So let's talk a little bit about some of these roles that she's played. Uh, it, It seems interesting to me that somebody who is musical, you know, first and foremost, to most people, their first role on SNL was as a host. Yeah. And that's, that's a big deal. It is to me. It makes sense because I grew up with her and I knew on, on her show, we all, the, the first thing everybody knew from Miley was of course, Hannah Montana and the implication right. on that show, the implication on that show always was that the more inner world of Hannah Montana was Miley Stewart. Her last name on the show is Miley Stewart. And the implication was that the pop star, singer, celebrity, world famous girl who sold out these huge arenas and in her concerts, that was the the celebrity version of her. And the internal world of her was this girl next door, just just typical girl growing up with, with a group of friends and funny relationships with, with her family, just having to finish her homework before it's due and um you know just just a normal girl and so for me i like that snl introduced us to miley in more of that context we got to see her as a as a host as a just person introducing herself telling us what she's about and then as time went on she became more of a dynamic just kind of complex wild, unpredictable, in all the best ways, presence on the show. And I like that it started simple. And if you go back and, and look, she it definitely, her first hosting appearance was a bit more, uh, you know, just, just less, obviously, it was her first time. So fewer things were going on and, and different uh, that, that she ended up doing. But um, I, I like that that was our introduction to her. And then she's more occupied the space as a musician with time. She has not chosen to pursue as many acting roles. She really values music and she's she's prioritized that i I am curious in her in her career if she's going to get more into acting again but snl is a great place where she she still flexes those muscles when she makes appearances on snl as as a host or a cameo or a guest in sketches when she's the musical guest so clearly she's got those acting chops even if she's not flexing them too much outside snl now one of the things we talked about in our one of our previous conversations was uh this sort of super utility role that she plays, you know, that you, 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 you basically brought it up to me and I was like, Whoa, this is, this is wild. Do you want to explain that to everybody who wasn't part of our first conversation? (laughs) Yes. Which, which part of, of that super utility role were you referring to? Which part of what I said? Uh, The fact that, you know, when they have a a host that might be. uh, Oh, Yes. 
Yes, that part. Yeah. So Miley. Yeah. yeah. So we're talking about how Miley has. She seems, at least when she was a few years younger, like this this wild child, a controversial, polarizing figure. And her magic is that she's not. She she's not. At least now, maybe then she was, but. Now she's someone we think of as wild and crazy and fun. But in the SNL community and more broadly the NBC world, which we'll also get into her role uh, at NBC as, as kind of an NBC favorite, she is someone that can unify people. It's quite the opposite of being a polarizing figure. She She's a total unifier. And so a, a theme with SNL that I analyze a lot and I'm very interested in thinking about is – it's inevitable that SNL every few years, every 18 months, whatever it is, depending kind of on the on the climate, SNL will have these polarizing figures that are traditionally not actors. They are often politicians, billionaires, whatever. And we had Elon Musk. And when Elon Musk hosted last spring, it was to it was when that was announced it was to very much on uh, mostly negative reviews in in terms of the the SNL community and he's an extremely he's also now our time magazine person of the year which is also controversial Rich. but yeah <laughs> uh, maybe he paid for that one uh, i don't know that's that's kind of my theory is, is he he handed them some some good money and they were like well that's it's a great investment for us so here you go here you go Elon um, I don't blame them. You got to do what you got to do, I guess. It's it's unfortunate, but that's that's capitalism. That's the world we live in. Anyways, so Miley Cyrus, I'm my the thing I'm fascinated with is when we have a controversial host or perhaps a polarizing host, the musical guest is often someone that is a a vet of the show, whether they've just been as a musical guest or whatever it's been. It's someone who's had a long-standing extremely positive relationship with SNL. And that was Miley Cyrus. She was tapped to be the musical guest to make a statement of, I approve of this. There were people who wanted to boycott the show, making petitions, to have Miley be a figurehead. And and the implication of her being the musical guest when Elon is the host, the clear implication is that she approves of this and she is okay with it. And that makes everyone else, it, it gives everyone else a little bit more of the opportunity and necessity to be like, well, if Miley, who I admire and respect, is going to say this is okay, then I guess I will too. And it's something that I, I think is is a valuable tool that that SNL has at its disposal of these these sort of super utility, trustworthy musical guests or, or figures in the show to have somebody like that be the musical guest to have it's it's twofold it's one to unify people in a general sense to say i approve of this it's okay you should too let's just kind of do it and it's going to be fine and then it's also just logistically a host like that is usually not a trained actor elon musk is not a trained actor he right. it's not his thing to appear in sketch yeah. comedy whether he did a good job or not is is up for debate i think he was better than anticipated but no one could have predicted that and so Miley is on deck in case it ends up, oh, Elon doesn't have it together or he can't 
execute everything we want him to, to have someone like Miley, she can carry some of that weight. And the more recent example that I'm going to keep tracking with SNL, uh, the most the, the next one that happened was Kim Kardashian when she hosted. Halsey was the musical guest, and she's a more recent Miley-esque SNL figure. I think she's it's yet to be seen whether she's going to get to that Miley level. I, I, I would doubt it. I think few people will, but she's definitely occupying a similar space in SNL in the SNL world where she is really trusted. She did double duty and was amazing. She she's every time she's been on the show, I've been really impressed with Halsey. And so when Kim, it was, we didn't know a, whether Kim was going to do a good job because she's not a, what she's a reality star, but she's not an actress. We didn't know if she would do a great job. I think again, she did, but we didn't know. And it was polarizing, so Halsey stepped in. So that's a theme of SNL that I'm really interested in. And, of course, Miley Cyrus is the, the the perfect example of how that strategy is a really effective tool for SNL to be successful when it has to pull moves like the Elon Musk hosting gig. And it's like, what are you going to do? And that that's, that's, I think, a great thing to, to do. Yeah, I, I, I think that coupled with this other move that, you know, her most recent appearance on the show was basically to plug, you know, like to pseudo plug her upcoming yes. New Year special with Pete. Yeah, I think really I good. think that's sort of an interesting little drop there, and that speaks to something else that you wanted to talk about, which is how she's sort of a an NBC darling. Yes, definitely an NBC darling. So it is the Miley New Year's Eve special will be hosted by Miley and Pete Davidson, which will be fun. They've they've teased that quite a bit and it's been really fun to to watch them in the press and and have a lot of funny stories to share. And so for Miley to to be it's an NBC production and she is not only the main host with with pete as as co-host she's also curating the music she has a huge role behind the scenes in production and so the implication of that is she's really she has a she has a big role with a lot of these nbc people and she has worked with them in the past and she's working with them now in a very producer level uh kind of in in a producer capacity and so um i think nbc really values Miley and I'm I'm so happy that there's a big institution like NBC that values her because she is consistently snubbed by the Grammys and that's baffling to me. She has has one nomination under her belt and zero wins, which is just insane. And so I feel a little bit better knowing that the Grammys as an institution maybe isn't a Miley fan, but NBC is my preferred institution. And uh, between, if I choose between the two, I'm a little, I'm maybe I'm biased, but I, I'm happy that NBC knows that she's really valuable and, and is tapping her for, for a really big project. It's, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could be, look at how long Dick Clark did it for. Yeah. Like, oh, it's huge. She, if this goes well, could- she could be doing it into her seventies. Yeah, yeah, I would, yeah. I would love that. If this, uh, you're, you're, it's that's a great point you raise because this just seems like a, a one-off, cute, fun production. But if this goes well, this could be a long-standing tradition that it just becomes the norm. Like Dick Clark, it's just Miley Cyrus and yeah. New Year's Eve become almost, almost synonymous. And of course, I'd, I'd like to think her career will, will extend far beyond that. But this, this could be massive. I'm glad you raised that point. This could be yeah. huge for her. 
So let's talk about signature moments in terms of uh, Miley Cyrus. What are some moments that you consider to be, you know, the Hall of Fame worthy moments? Yes. So I have... I have a top four for Miley. I've I've thought oh, wow, so much about cool. this. And Nobody yeah. ever comes with a top four list. Yes, I've got a top four and I could have gone on forever, but I've I've narrowed it down. And each each one, I think it's more that they all in tandem make up why Miley is is here while I why I'm nominating her, why I feel so strongly about this. And it's 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 that super utility factor that we're talking about. And it's because my, with musical guests, in order to be a Hall of Famer in the musical guest category, you can't just be someone that comes on SNL every two years, three years for 10 years and delivers two excellent performances and is in a sketch every other time that you that you you appear, so, somebody like that. It's not just doing the expected and and being trusted and valued in that way it's you have to do things that no one else does and you have to have a resume under your belt and do all these different things and it's like these all these opportunities that we couldn't have predicted would present themselves and when they did present themselves Miley was who they tapped so I'm going to give you my top four in no particular order so number one COVID SNL at home more than any other time, perhaps in SNL history, was a large number of p- musical performers available. Were a large for such a large number of musical performers available to give a performance. Usually with SNL, they have to balance the who do we want, who's a big star right now, and who's available. And with COVID, everyone was at home. I'm sure so many amazing, talented performers would have loved that spot to give a musical performance for an SNL at home episode. And Miley was chosen for one of those spots. It was Miley, Chris Martin, and Boys to Men and Babyface who did something together. So those three were 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 the big ones. And um so that that was huge. She did a, a cover of Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd. And it, it was huge. It was lovely. It's, it's, it's it was huge. It was so, beautiful. Yeah, it was great. It was beautiful. And to have that opportunity in in a time when it's all about again unifying saying it's going to be okay we just here's a beautiful performance from home and it's it's a big honor in that sense and also very logistically it's a huge it's the biggest honor for a musical guest because everyone was available so so you think you can tell
chosen so so for me that that speaks volumes about her yeah she is definitely a friend of snl like at this point yes right yes okay all right number number two number two okay so the mother's day cold open we touched on this the mother's day cold open with at the elon musk episode again unifying everybody saying it's okay we're this is all about love and happiness and fun and lightheartedness she had a cold open that was she started it. She started the show. She said, hi, everyone. I'm here. This is this is it. That's not what she said, but that's the vibe. It's it, The show opens, and we have Miley Cyrus, and she sings this beautiful song as the SNL cast has these funny bits with their moms, and she's anchoring the cold open. That's, that's the word. She is singing, and she's anchoring, and she's being that calming presence all in one. It's, it's the ultimate performer, entertainer, move it's it was beautiful okay number three so we just had a double duty host billy eilish and so that got me thinking i've been reflecting so much about double duty hosts and what makes an iconic one and it for me it comes back to meta moments so when you are a double duty host at snl that means you are a top tier entertainer in this industry you are so relevant, so talented, so dynamic. You can do so many different things. And it also means you are willing to make fun of yourself. That's what SNL is all about. It means that you are going to, you're going to make fun of yourself and you're going to not take yourself too seriously. So some examples would be the Taylor Swift monologue song, the Ariana Grande title sketch where the app shut down and she had to do all these these impressions, musical impressions. And um, it came up that she had to do an Ariana Grande one. And she was like, I'm not a huge fan. So, you know, these jokes, you make jokes about yourself with the Taylor Swift one. It was, she was making fun of her reputation as someone who sings all about her exes and, and just owning it. So those, those two examples, but one that I love 10,000 times more than both of those amazing ones would be the 2013 VMA performance. And I think this, we're talking about number one moment and this is it. I know it wasn't a a musical performance, so maybe it won't be this one, but Miley Cyrus for VMAs, you could show this clip. Basically, she starts, again, cold open, the show starts and something I'm fascinated by is we don't have those so much anymore. People say SNL has become too political or more political. And there there are two answers I have to that. One, people are always going to say that more so than it's true just because they want to be 
contrarian or complain. It's it's always the show has always been political. So that's that's case number one. Case number two is actually I agree with them that that cold opens are more political than they used to be. And that's because we have fewer pop culture moments that are unifiers and universally seen because of streaming services, because fewer people have cable. There are a way larger number of, of TV shows and movies to, to consume. So there are fewer, as a result, fewer unifying pop culture presences and fewer things fewer moments that could be turned into a cold open that everyone is going to be receptive to and, and and value. So yeah, I'd say probably more cold opens now are politicians than pop culture. And that's just that. So to all the haters, you know what? Secrets out. I kind of agree with you. The show is a little more co- political than it, than it used to be. <laughs> but Miley Cyrus her, in her VMA performance that went just crazy viral with the tongue sticking out and the, the, the outfit and the bunny and the whole thing. She totally, this happened just a few weeks after, she made fun of herself so much. She she and Vanessa Bayer were being Miley Cyrus together. So to, to be being you while someone is right next to you doing their very famous impression of you. And, and it was so meta and genius. And it was, she just, it it was this headline making moment that she went on SNL and said, yeah, it is kind of funny and and I'm going to own it and, and not apologize for it. But I also totally get where the media is coming from, that this was a little jarring and that's just going to be me. So get used to it. I'm Miley Cyrus. And so that was iconic. And I mean, when's the next time we're going to have something like that where a celebrity, a, a Miley Cyrus parallel will be so relevant, a, a singular award show moment will be so relevant that that it's the cold open. And then she was right after that, she went and, and did her monologue in her space buns and, and got changed. I mean, when a host is in a cold open alone, that's like automatic, you know, potential hall of famer alone and of course most hall of famers that's that's not a a given or anything but that's that's a big one so that's like my favorite miley moment of all time i would say on on snl wow yeah should i give you my fourth one yeah okay so my fourth one is the miley cyrus show with vanessa bear and i know i'm cheating a little bit because miley herself wasn't usually on the show but to be an icon in culture and to be an icon in SNL is to be parodied on SNL for a long time in a famous <laughs> recurring sketch that everybody loved and, and had so much fun with and never really got old in the way that a lot of things from that era got a little old. You know, no yeah. disrespect, but I would say The Miley Show didn't quite have that getting old, getting too old factor that a lot of other things did. And my favorite thing on SNL is when... Someone is being there's there's an, someone's being impersonated by a cast member, and then they come on doing an impression of someone else. It's it's always my it, I just eat that up. I really love that. And so the the episode where she played Justin Bieber in in the show in the Miley Cyrus show, it was just so funny. And and Justin and Miley have had been so parallel and and on similar paths for a really long time. And so for her to be doing an impression of Justin is almost on some level, through some transient whatever property, it's almost like she's parodying herself too, because there are a lot of a lot of parallels in their careers and in public perceptions of them. And um, 
So I just loved that moment and and it was it was so much fun and so just the in order to be an SNL Hall of Famer, you have to be willing to make fun of yourself and you have to do it over and over again for an extended period of time over the course of m- many years. And Miley Cyrus has done that so consistently more than anyone from her generation and shows no signs of slowing down. So she's she's my number one. All right, that was Nicole Rovine talking about Miley Cyrus here on the SNL Hall of Fame podcast. What do you think? Were you swayed? Were you somebody who would have never voted for Miley before and now you're swayed? Were you somebody who was on the fence and now you've been pushed over that fence? That's what we're here for. That's what we're doing. That's what these episodes are for, to prime you up and to get you ready for that voting outing that you're going to take. So I do hope that you listen to the episodes and uh, are somebody that doesn't just choose to vote. That's what I got for you this week. If I can ask you a giant favor, would you please turn out the lights on your way past? Because the SNL Hall of Fame is now closed. Thanks for listening to the SNL Hall of Fame podcast. You can find everything you need to know about the show at snlhof.com. Don't forget to subscribe, share, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. This is Doug Denance saying, this is Doug Denance saying, see you next month in the hall. Some such. <laughs>